aboard Salt Force One, a podcast where we talk all things Navy, military, and other global happenings. I am your Commander-in-Chief, Frank. And I am the Salty Millennial. And tell us who we got on we the line today. We have with us uh, my favorite reptile of guile, Commander Salamander is on the line. Sal, can you hear us? Loud and clear. All right. Welcome aboard Salt Force One. We are, uh, we are glad to have you. Um, we were talking a little bit about... Um, Ground rules and uh, side bets uh, going into the episode. Uh, one I didn't mention was that if uh, we can get, if, if Frank can uh, determine your true identity, then uh, I owe him a coke. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do our best. But uh, um, it seems like uh, you've done a pretty good job uh, over the course of uh, greater than a decade, I think, of uh, remaining um, just Commander Salander. Is that right? When 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 did you actually get started? Um, yeah, yeah, I've I've been at this officially since 2004 so yeah a decade and a half and to really understand where i came from um you've got to understand the time and the place uh, back in in 2004 i was just a standard issue um mid-grade 04 and for those that weren't there at the time 2004 uh before i actually started the blog Commander Salamander, uh, if you wanted to talk politics online, about the only place you could do it was there were various message boards here and there. Yeah. IRC. Uh, even, <laughs> it, there we go. And I had been on there for years. I'm an old school geek, baby. Um, hmm. First word processor in the late 1980s in my fraternity house and uh, first computer to come across a quarter deck as a J.O. All, all those primary geek items, that's what I did. But uh, I, there are two websites that I frequent, frequent a lot. And we are, <laughs> we were the, the, the angry kids at the time. But um, as early <laughs> mid-cohort Gen X type, yeah. Uh, now, I've been reading Jonah Goldberg from day one, and Jonah Goldberg uh, broke off some of the uh, ossified leather and, and dusty corners of National Review, and on their website started The Corner, which was a proto-blog. It's still going today. And How long I have you known Jonah Goldberg? Being, I, I, we're not buddies or friends. We're just I think we first exchanged emails like in 2002. That's pretty good. He, uh, he's a sharp cookie. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, and he's, he's, uh, from what I can gather from a distance, again, I don't know him personally. Right. He's just a, he's just a great guy. And there were some mill blogs out there. Uh, there was the Mudville Gazette and there was the Castle Arg. And I found myself commenting there. And when I transitioned to shore duty, uh, there were some things that I've, I've talked about before, and you can ask me about them later if you want to. I, I won't monologue for too long. Uh, that uh, kind of pushed me in the direction that, hey, if, if John of Arc can do this and, and Greyhawk can do it too, uh, I'll go ahead and do it. It's not that much of a dark It wasn't popular. There was no Twitter. There was no Facebook. There's none of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And after I did it for a while, there was me. There was my co-host over at Midrat Eagle One, who started about the same time I did. There was um, good old Lex, who I got to know in person, um, and uh, he was a proto blogger with it. He he used to counsel me on 
on occasion because he was a few groups senior than I was, and I got too big for my britches. He said, hey, dude, I don't know you, but I kind of like you, but you're being a little bit of a jerk here, so why don't you unjerk yourself? I was like, okay, good point. What? I consider myself counsel. So, I'll submit page 13. We'll move forward. Was um, he uh, also a, a, a naval officer um, in, in the same? Oh, yeah. Lex, okay. was, Lex was an 18 driver. Gotcha. Um, hey. And just uh, <laughs> all around, he, he and his wife were, were good people. I get a lot of colorful feedback from uh, 18 drivers myself. So. Not, not as nice as his <laughs> feedback, however. <laughs> the, the most recent was, just... you're not funny. You should stop trying to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, there I'm not going to argue with. There are a couple other people I want to make sure and mention that, that were instrumental. That, sure, that, yeah. That are still on. There's Chap Goodby over at Chapomatic, uh, who's a submariner, another submariner. Um, uh, Joel over the stupid will be punished. It still breaks my heart when he quit, when he <laughs> I, quit blogging. I remember submariner, that. One. The, yeah, the submariners just, they're not out there as much as they could. There's even a guy that, uh, from a political point of view, um, there was Far East Cynic, and who uh, I actually got to know offline, not in person, but, uh, he, he, he's still online a little bit, but there's, Anyway, I won't bore you with that story. No. And there are other people I'm probably not mentioning that are going to get pissed off. But uh, it was a small cadre of bloggers, and it was a small, tight group that we thought we just talked amongst ourselves. And then all of a sudden, um, Slate mentioned me in late 2004, and I started getting emails from people who I was kind of scared were actually reading my stuff. And Anyway, the rest is kind of history from there. Yeah, well, I think that's uh, that's really cool. I mean, you're you were uh, you know kind of a you know not to toot your horn, kind of a maverick, you know, in in the sense of uh, the naval before there was even a naval blogosphere. I mean, you were out there in the front, uh, just kind of criticizing what I think needed to be criticized, or at least um, you know exercising that function uh, that we didn't really have. And I think you, you struck a nerve. You clearly did. Um, I, I, you know, I, I just think that's um, interesting, and as, uh, as you, you know, I, I actually contacted you uh, before I ever got started with the uh, Salty Millennial or the Salty Herald, and, uh, you know, just kind of asked you for some tips, and, uh, you know, <laughs> I remember distinctly one of the things you said was, there's no money in it, <laughs> as if, I didn't even ask, but as if you knew that I was thinking, hey, I, bet I wonder if I can make a buck out of this. <laughs> you make one. <laughs> So you, you can make a buck as long as you're willing to spend a buck forty-five. Yeah, exactly. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> here come those t-shirts. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but I, I'll comment back. I I was really glad that you jumped in because this is something that I shared with. Um, heck, I'll go ahead and mention her name because I've, I've known her at least online for so long for almost. I think I first got in touch with Mary Ripley over at the Naval Institute circa 2006, maybe. Anyway, yeah. um, it's really frustrating to get people involved in the marketplace of ideas. Mm, yeah. And uh, I've and I, I'm still doing it. There's a couple of uh, Joes in the fleet, recent Naval Academy graduates who I communicate with by email and other means. That I I really they're smart. They got great ideas, but they're I don't care what Admiral Stavridis says. You you got to be careful when you go out into the marketplace of ideas with your name stamped on it. Yeah. So there are other ways to do it if you want to. 
Um, and so it was, it was great to see that voice come out there because I think if you, if you've learned, as you've learned, that the only people that are going to sell things in the marketplace are the merchants who show up. And if, if you don't like what's being sold in the marketplace, then set up your stall. If you've got a product that it gets them, it does what you want to do out there, that's great. If not, it's free therapy. Yeah. into the void. They only have three or four readers, but you know what? You've got that out of your head. Yeah. And, you know, you may not, you may not, you may, the most excited thing you have in the world is in the service dress blues, we need to move away from brass plating and it needs to be solid brass. And here are my 142 reasons why solid brass is better plated crap that you get that, you know, one step above bait footwear. Oh, and never cut the commercial. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know if they're responsible, but uh, if you get it out of your head and go for it. Why not? And who knows? You might actually have a voice that other people, you know, more than a handful want to read, and you're just you're another you're another flavor in the stew. And good for you. Um, and you know, do it as long as as you enjoy it, and then if you don't enjoy it anymore, quit. Yeah. So well, when- I, I I do appreciate that. So when did you decide to uh, go from blogosphere to podcastosphere? Oh, that's that's a fun story <laughs> because um, I, I don't want to sound egotistical, but I am. Here you go. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Not and, you, Sal. And, and I, I say this with all the love in my heart. If people aren't self-aware, but most of us are, if you blog or if you're active on Twitter or if you have a podcast, you are narcissistic. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right, right. You, you guys, you guys are. I, I'm not, but you guys are. Exactly. <laughs> the problem, other, I mean, you can pray on it. You can try to mitigate it. Just try to be self-aware. Yeah. But um, anyway, where I decided to podcast was, um, and again, this is no secret. I I had the honor and the pleasure of of spending years of of my active duty career overseas. And that's a little, and I deployed a lot because even though it's not career enhancing, I, I like deploying and I like sea duty and I like overseas duty. Yeah, um, but that doesn't let. It's amazing that that's not career enhancing. Yeah, I thought I thought it'd be the exact opposite. I, I'm a total civilian, uh-huh. Sal. I don't know one one thing for the other, but uh, I kind of assumed going out to sea was a good thing. Well, sea time is oh, uh, right. you you uh, at, at first yeah. right, but then you got to get you got to go kiss the ring. Uh-huh. Don't, don't get me started on the dreams we thought that we were going to see after 9-11 that turned into... Anyway, I don't, I don't want to start screaming and raging into the void again. Scream. But um, and I had, I had gotten back uh, Conus, and of course, in the finest traditions of the Naval Service, and with all my vast wisdom, I did become a civilian at the bottom of the Great Recession, so I had a little bit of free time on my hands. Huh. Um uh, unless I wanted to do things that had me disappear for months on again, which I didn't want to do. I started and, the business a uh, week before the Great Recession. <laughs> How'd that work out? Not well. Uh, and I had been thinking, uh, there was, and uh, if people want to Google him, fine. Uh, I don't I don't care. But uh, there was one of the first guys to have a no-kidding blog out there. Again, I found him on National Review. Uh, John Derbyshire, um, and 
he called it Radio Dirt. And I was thinking, why is this the only guy out there that does something that just gets up and just use stuff out of his head? And uh, in the, what is today, the 14th of October, 10 years and 14 days ago, when I officially became a civilian, I decided that, uh, hey, um, let me find out how I can do this. Hey, there's this thing called Blog Talk Radio, and, uh, you know, I I only you know, blog once a day or so, but there's all sorts of stuff that I don't feel like writing about that I can sure babble about. I think I'll do something like that in the new year. And then uh, everybody's uh, favorite reservist, uh, no offense, Blake, uh, Claude Barabay. <laughs> And, and I were talking and he said, Hey, I've got an idea. And Claude had, at the same time that I was thinking about doing my solo shot, he said, Hey, listen, I think that you and Eagle One at Eagle Speed and Raymond Pritchard from, from, I, AKA Galrin from Information Dissemination. Yeah. I think the three of y'all should do a little online talk show. And I was like, funny you should mention that. I was looking at going solo. Like, Raymond and I like Mark. Why don't we go do that? So we got in touch with him and alone and unafraid, not knowing what in God's green earth we were doing because we really had, there was nothing else in the national security space that did what did that. So, um, we jumped into it. Raymond, he stayed with us for, I think three months, but he had other obligations that, that he couldn't stay with us. We've had him on as a guest um, since then. Um, but uh, Eagle One stuck with me. We tried a different, couple of different formats over the course of the first six to eight months and we've been sticking with it ever since we yeah. have our 10th anniversary coming up here in uh january all right you're gonna have to do some sort of a blowout episode big uh 10th anniversary i, I don't know we just might see if we can get raymond to come on and um we could we could have a 10-year reunion with the original yeah, yeah. cast of characters we don't know what we're going to do, but we'll so, try to figure it out. Would you say that Raymond is kind of like the Beyonce, and y'all are just Destiny's Child left behind, still singing? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Well, I, I, I tell you that. Um, does that make uh, Brian McGrath uh, Jay Z? Wait, what are you implying? <laughs> <laughs> so Brian McGrath was involved in uh, Raymond Pritchett's uh, website, Information Dissemination. Uh, I thought you were saying that they were uh, bumping uglies. <laughs> I'm going to do this just because I know it'll be sensitive to him, but except, I don't know if you've ever been in Brian's presence. Yeah, um, yeah, we've but, met several uh, times. We've had him on the podcast. Yeah, Brian. He me that he'd be more the Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to go on the page. Nice. Yeah, that's actually, uh, we're going to tweet that. It's because he's got a big fat ass. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> what, <what's this? laughs> I thought it was because of his uh, trumpet skills. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Hey, uh, so... Ray, but Raymond Pritchett, you know, um, coincidentally, uh, I kind of uh, gave me my start in uh, naval writing. Uh, I randomly emailed him a copy of a draft I had written, and he took it and he posted it on uh, the old information dissemination dot net uh, many many years ago, and uh, ended up getting picked up by the uh, Naval War College Review. In fact, it was um, Sal. It was the the uh, the article I wrote, uh, I mentioned it on on your podcast the other day on uh, strength in numbers on on yeah. small surface combatants, and um, I you know I just emailed 
Raymond completely out of the blue, and and uh, he responded, said, uh, uh, "Yeah, I'll I'll put you on there," and uh, he got a good response. You know, his his uh, bull, his message board, uh, the comment board was was pretty active, and it was um, before <laughs> it was before comment boards became just the the most, <laughs> the most vile place on the oh, internet. I love them. Um, it was a pretty active and thoughtful place. <laughs> um, That's what it is today. Back when it was <laughs> the innocent, uh, you know, just a lovely field of uh, wonderful ideas. Now it's uh, no one cares. You're stupid. I'm, I'm worse off for reading this and wasting my time. Trump betrayed us. Hey, if I if I could if I could throw a little love here, I call my my comment section uh, the front porch. Yeah, because you know. Back before you kids had the Twitter and all this stuff, <laughs> um, the uh, the, you know, the comment section was Twitter more or less. But I've got guys in my comment section that have been commenting there since 2004, 2005. A lot of them I've got to know in person, uh, and it, it's kind of a nice little. And I think Twitter can be that writ large. But the bad part about Twitter is. Yeah, hell, it's Twitter. Yeah, I I, 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 my comment section is pretty self-regulating. I always tell people, you can say whatever you want to, but if you threaten physical violence, do something, or say something psychosexual, or if you... Interesting, does that happen? ...undeservedly insult somebody, then I'm going to nuke you. But I only nuke maybe one or two people a year. But it's, it's yeah. pretty, so pretty that's uh, that's good, I I think. <laughs> um, you know, I I I'm thinking of the Naval Institute. Uh, what are you are you googling? Psychosexual? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw some weird pictures pop up on your computer. <laughs> uh, so delete uh, your browser. <laughs> nah, it's okay. It makes it fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is definitely not being done on any government systems. Um, <laughs> but the Naval Institute blog. Which is, I think, newer than yours. Uh, also has a pretty vibrant comment section, but it's, it's. Uh, I mean, you know, they they regulate it. You know, you can't go out and make threats or anything. But uh, you get kind of the the, the usual suspects on there. And uh, the, <laughs> I went through. I mean, I still get the uh, the comments, but I think people kind of at this point they kind of tolerate me if they don't. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, I don't know. <laughs> oh god, here's the salty millennial again. But, uh, yeah, so the first few months I got the, uh, you know, would, would the Naval Institute please end this experiment? <laughs> it is not working. Those are my favorites. Yeah. yeah. I like I like, like the fact that some of the hate comments you got were from the same people that have given me hate comments in the past. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I thought we were they, unique. Oh, no. I'm thinking it, of... It, um, it's kind of like... It's kind of like in the movie Dam Busters where, the, you know, the one bomber goes over here to draw fire. So, you know, we, yeah. we confuse the enemy. They can't concentrate fire on one bomber. So, yeah, I appreciate the, no, uh, yeah, the, yeah. the supporting it. Well, you know, it's funny because one of the most um, uh, vehement commenters was a guy named John Byron um, who was uh, so angry that I was anonymous. Because I started out as uh, anonymous. Uh, and then now, of course, everybody knows my name if they pay attention. Um, and I've, I've written uh, about the Salt of Millennial using my, my own name. But... Uh, you know, and and when John Byron and I ended up co-authoring an article for uh, Proceedings, so you know, we we struck up a uh, email friendship, and uh, and he's I mean, he's many generations uh, older than we are, and um, just shows you that hate is a good thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, I just I embrace it. It's fun. 
Um, and like you were saying earlier, it's a sounding yeah. board. <laughs> not of my stuff does not work. And uh, people let me know that. And I go, all right, got it. But I'm going to keep going because uh, you can't stop me. Um, I like it when you troll the comments. Go ahead. You hit on you hit on something though that that I, I wish a lot of people would bring on board, and this is what I think stopped a lot of people from writing the online. You, you have to be willing to be wrong, and you have to be willing to occasionally make a mistake. You know, not everything you put out is going to be perfectly thought out. That's why it's called a blog. Yeah, and the yeah. ecosystem of communication. It's a lower phylum where, you know, it's one step above slime mold, and that's okay, <laughs> but some good stuff can come out of those conversations. And, you know, I think over the course of 15 years, I've – usually I'll leave my mistakes out there, but I – my knob has gone to 11, I think two or three times I've deleted posts where I, I went, you know what, that that doesn't need to be out there. Not because it was uh, a stupid idea per se, but just I went over the line. Yeah. Um, just because I'm human. And people have to be willing to do that and accept the time that sometimes somebody's going to tap you on the shoulder and go, uh, hey, uh, that's probably not the, the best thing to say or you're a little off base or like one of the posts that I deleted. Was tell tell us about it. Tell us about it. <laughs> no, I, um, I may always trust your sources. I made the mistake because I was in a hurry, and I, I joke because it's true. I I tell people, forgive, nobody edits my stuff, obviously. Forgive <laughs> me my spelling and my syntax and my punctuation because I'm literally pounding this out over breakfast and in the middle of boring conference calls, and it's all stream of consciousness. And sometimes when I'm in a hurry like that, I'll read something, and I don't do what I should do. I don't know the author very well. Uh, and I, uh, I took what the guy was saying as being true. And I made comments on it. And I appreciate it very much. The, the person who was in a negative light, the article I used as a base for my comment, um, she was a Navy captain and she gave me, dropped me an email. And she was say, Hey, I'm, I, this is who I am. You just wrote about me. Here's the individual who he is. Here's why he wrote. Here's what actually went on. Okay. If you'd like, give me a call. I'd love to talk to you about it or at least reconsider what you're writing. And I, I felt really, really bad. Yeah. I sent her an email back. Was this, go ahead. What's that? I have a guess no, of who this I, was. Um, but I, I sent her an email back. I said, okay, I, I'll give you three options here. One, I can leave the post up as it is, and I'll do an update with additional information. Two, I'll delete the post, and I will put out an apology uh, to you personally in public in place of the post. Or three, I'll just delete it. And she came back and said, why don't you just delete it? I said, great. And I've, I've, I've done that, I think, once or twice since then. But anyway, going back to the original topic, um, People who are going to do it, give your, cut yourself a little bit of slack. Let you be an idiot. Let you be stupid. Let you have a bad idea occasionally where people call you out and don't be defensive. Go, okay, you made a good point. I'm 10% correct. <laughs> I'm not totally wrong, but we can be 10%. But be willing to do that and then just keep writing. Yeah. And keep writing and keep writing and be willing to take the hit. 
It's only, I think, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, it's only been a couple of times where I've had to take Jimmy aside and just say, hey, look, man, you're active duty. You can't write an article called Kill Em All and Let God Sort Them Out. You just can't do that. No, uh, but Saltron wrote that, so it's fine. Oh. That, that's co-eternal. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, uh, actually, uh, Mrs. Salty is pretty pretty effective as a as an editor. <laughs> as a, uh, I'm sure she yeah, is. What what the hell are you thinking? Um, so she's my sounding board, and uh, I love you, honey. Yeah. Um, she's quick to say no. That's stupid. <laughs> but she's she's great. No, seriously though, she does. She's on, on you know open, honest feedback, and it's <laughs> what I need because I, I sometimes I I start to believe you know. Uh, my shit don't stink, or you know, it's a you know the sound of my own horn. Um, but I, you know, it's a, like you you said it earlier. You know, you got to be willing to to be wrong. I think you got to be willing to be right too. It's the the challenge is finding that happy medium. And I tell people all this. I think it applies to leadership. It applies to being in the navy, any profession. You got to be able to hold both those ideas in your head and be okay with the uncertainty of the fact that you just don't know you you have an idea you believe in yourself but you can't love it so much that you're tied to it and you associate it with your identity you got to go forward and thinking all right i mean i i think i'm right i'm confident but i could be wrong and that's okay well and you talk about leadership i think it's important to model um the behavior when you're wrong because it's aggravating yeah, uh, when people have to, well, you know, dig in, make excuses. Well, I didn't mean that. And they like try to it's, gaslight or make yeah, excuses because it's tied to their ego. Yeah, and it's, so if you can model, just like, well, shit, I guess you're right. And you're like, uh, you know, this was my logic to it, but I see where yeah, you're coming from. Yeah. But I think you're right now. Yeah, and you know? I'm, I'm not a dummy. Uh, you know, it's not. It's not. You're not offending. <laughs> We're talking about a hypothetical situation oh, right, here, yeah, Frank. Okay, okay. So, uh, but no, I'm seriously. You know, you just you gotta be out of willing to get out there and, uh, um. The other thing that I was thinking as we were talking was the anonymity piece. So this is something where, Sal, you and I are, I think, on the different sides of the coin. Uh, I started, you know, as uh, writing anonymously, but then I, I felt like I needed to get out there and say my name and, you know, I'm on active duty. Uh, but you've uh, done a very good job of remaining anonymous for, for, for 15 years or so. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are on, on that for uh, young writers uh, in, in uniform. Uh, you know, you've talked about the importance right. of getting out there. Um, do you, you know, you still feel the same that, hey, it's, uh, you know, just get out there and, and write under a pseudonym and that's okay? Or how, have your views changed I, on that? As I love to do, I'm going to argue both sides of the equation. <laughs> uh, I kind of use as a, a rather thin, smoky excuse, but it's my excuse and I'm sticking with it. Um, Commander Salamander was born in a time and a place where everybody went by pseudonyms and things of that manner. And at the time, I was in a position where if I was out under my name, I would have been ordered by a flag officer to stop all communication, yeah. regardless of the content of what I did, because that's who I worked for. As a matter of fact, um, I've, I've mentioned this before, that was my job. One of my my job for the, the flag that I worked for is to, uh, and one of the things that actually kind of inspired me to go Commander Salamander um, under the fingernails, uh, part of my job was enforcing community message. Uh, yeah. Anybody who wanted to write something for proceedings uh, needed to be approved, 
and uh, had to go through. And we were very good at slow rolling and blowing things up. And I've never, and I still haven't wrote about it, but the final straw for me was, um, you know, it's all luck of place and time. Uh, I was in the fifth fleet AOR when 9-11 took place and was there for months following. And we did a lot of things out of our back pocket. Uh, we made up stuff and we made some stuff happen that normally would take a decade to get approved. And we were doing things and inventing things with platforms and UX that weren't designed for that. And it was helping us go into, um, from Camp Rhino up to Kandahar Valley in Kabul. And for you soft guys who know who tax, Task Force K-Bar was and all that, that, that fun stuff before we stuck our feet in the, in the quagmire. And I was going to write about that. And some of the stuff I was going to write about had already been discussed in open source, uh, in Congress actually by mostly Marines. And, uh, are you talking about manufactured told, intelligence? <laughs> no, no, no. But I was told that I, that was not to be written about. And hmm. the reason why is because if it was going to be written about, there was person X or person Y whose name was going to be at the top of it and not me. Yeah. And huh. that tore me off. And so <laughs> I said, okay, fine. And so I, that, that was just part of the reasons why Commander Salamander got started. But I never, um, and still haven't written about that, uh, for uh, a couple of reasons. But that, that's, if you're, you know, interested in the origin story, that was part of the, the stew as well. And I think some of that still exists. So anyway, a lot of people say, why are you still anonymous? Well, uh, and occasionally, uh, there will be people, especially, the last time this took place was when I wrote something I think at the Naval Institute blog, uh, talking about my unrequited love with the Frim platform for FFGX. And there were people who were coming out of woodwork who were demanding to know who I work. They assumed that I worked in industry. Uh. Well, I'm a, I am about as pure as a civilian as you can be. I do not work for DOD. I do not work for a DO contractor. I do not in, do it in a boat with a goat, in a house with a mouse, any of that foolishness. Yeah, well, that's what um, somebody would say. Yeah, so that <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, this denial brought to you by Lockheed Martin. <laughs> this um, is a cleverly disguised uh, I.O. campaign. So before you were with the CIA. <laughs> go ahead. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm way too good, good looking for the FBI. It was the CIA. <laughs> but then it kind of became a, a marketing item. Uh, because if all of a sudden I came out as real me, and I'm not completely anonymous, there are uh, a handful of people who know me in 3D and know my complete background, and I've like a couple of guests on Midrat that refuse to come on because they don't talk to people who are anonymous, and I was like, they're not at liberty to give you my, you know, birth date, blood type, and sperm count, but, uh, you know, talk to person X and person Y. They can validate I am who I am. And they go talk to them and they go, okay, legit. Okay, Come on, let's talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and it actually has turned out to be an advantage because in my civilian life, um, even though it's totally unconnected to the uh, military world, military, there is, and 
my warning has been has played out. Um, over the course of my decade and a half, I have touched on and continue to touch on occasionally some very toxic subjects because nobody else talked about them. LCS. And there is a there is a cancel culture oh, that yeah. is that has become virulent. And if the cancel culture came after me, they may they, they impact my business and my work. I'll be okay. But if you impact my business by five percent or ten percent, um, then I have to lay people off. I've got people and families who don't get a government jade. Yeah. They get a paycheck for, and they support their families on that. And if I reach the choice of, I can talk about uh, the joys of LCS, or I have to tell two families that they are now unemployed, then I want to stop talking. I don't want to do that. And I don't want to be constrained by that. Uh, in hindsight, if I knew that the blogosphere and Twitter would become what they had become in 2019, I probably would have done Commander Salamander a fair bit differently. I, when I was on active duty, I, there were probably two, two inflection points that I might have broke like you did in your salty, um, which I, I think you did uh, in, a, in a superior way. Um, oh, I think clap you. for you. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, and I, I could have, I could have done that uh, as a civilian as well, but it would have changed things. Uh, in a variety of unknown ways, but I kind of pretty much set that I'm going to stick on who I am, and it, it is people don't like that, that's fine, they don't have to, but I, I will say this thing for writing anonymously. There are a lot of people who do not, who think that lacks integrity, that that is unethical, immoral, coward-like, that's fine, that's their opinion. However, this republic was founded on people who wrote anonymously yeah. because they didn't want the conversation to be about the personalities. They wanted it to be about the ideas. The ideas will stand by themselves. If they're lousy ideas, nobody will read them and they'll make them fun of it. If they're good ideas, then maybe you'll get some readership and you contribute to the discussion. And that's kind of where I settled on this, on it here in 2019. And I reserve the right to change my mind at any moment. Yeah, um, and Jimmy still—I mean, Jimmy it, will still get the uh, the hate for being anonymous, even though he's not really anonymous anymore. People just will read one and go, "Ah, fuck this guy! He won't even say his own name." You know, yeah. I like playing with those guys. That's it, fun. It is fun. Um, but it's, and, and, and I also want to give a little—not a little bit, but a lot of love to the Naval Institute. I'm not officially associated with the Naval Institute at all. I was I with the it. original people that, that blogged there. Um, and I've, I've done some other stuff on the side form pro bono. I don't make a penny from the Naval Institute. Uh, and uh, they have really stood by their motto um, and have, have protected and defended me and other people who have written there anonymously in the finest traditions of the Naval Institute and the Naval Lyceum that preceded the Naval Institute were writing under pseudonym by serving active duty officers was a regular occurrence. It has its place. 
It does have its problems, but um, I, I still think it's a valid way to communicate which, for either subject matter reasons or for the needs of the individual, uh, that it should be a viable option there. Uh, I would just counsel people who don't like it that um, it say it's still <laughs> stupid, but, you know, try not to get personally insulting about it. That's just kind of... Yeah, Frank. That. Well, and, but the cancer... The cancel cultures are, I mean, like, it's a gross thing that goes on. I mean, before, I mean, it was always celebrities, like, ah, fire them, fire them. But uh, after it got into, like, uh, like those kids in D.C. and all these other things where it's, like, there was that kid that got, uh, he was 17, he was part of the, you know, the MAGA hat kids. Oh, yeah. And they found out what college he applied to. They called the college and, like, oh. this guy's a horrible racist. And he didn't get into the college he was already going to go to yeah. because of uh, the cancel culture. Because the way that, yeah, that, that people doxing. interpreted that video a certain way. Oh, and, it's just sick. Just before, waiting. He wasn't even the main kid. No, I know. I know. But, you know, well, hey, let so. Me, let me, yeah, go, let me go tell ahead. you a real-world real example of how this works. Um, and I think I can do this. Yeah, I can do this because he never came out in public. This is good. I had an individual, um, a few years ago who wrote for, um, my blog anonymously. I knew who he was. Um, and he wanted to guest post there and he did. And, um, you know, you know when I when I first came, I I, I wanted to uh, guest post on on Commander Salamander, and you told me no. I just want to log that for the record. Hey, fuck you, Sal. <laughs> we could have been I'm somebody. That's okay. I'm a three approach guy. I'm a three approach. I should have approached two. But but he wrote for me, and the individuals that were really oh hell, I'll go ahead and tell you a topic. It's about Naval Academy football. Okay. And right. uh, now that's like a third rail topic. So, some guys from the Naval Academy Athletic Association, not officially, but as members, wanted to know who he was. And I got in touch with the guy and said, hey, this guy wants to talk to you. Do you want to talk to him uh, or not? If so, here's his contact information. You know, I sent it to to the author because I'm just an intermediary. I'm not going to protect anybody. You know, we're all adults here. If you want to talk to him, it's up to you. I say, hey, this guy wants to talk to you about what you wrote. And um, he did. And he made the mistake of telling him who he actually was. And uh, he'll never write again because oh, of the experience of this. Yeah, um, I've, I've, so uh, I've heard from people. You, you've got to be careful. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I've, I'm, I'm happy to talk off a lot of people. Yeah. That, that naval football, Navy football, football? Yeah. Like the like Navy, like the same. Naval Academy football. Like same conference as UCF, Navy yeah. football, which actually has a good team on like Georgia there, Tech this year. No, they're they're worse than uh, University of Florida or any of those other major institutions. Of course. Um, they, uh, anyway, I don't want to I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, I'll, but I'll no, it's it. you know the point I think is that it's not it's not a safe it's not a safe space for us millennials. Um, you know, and it doesn't need to be. That's what I my thoughts on the anonymity. So me personally, I felt like I needed to. This is just a personal decision. I just I I I me uh, Jimmy Drennan. Uh, needed to tell uh, tell the world that I was writing as the salty millennial, uh, and I continue to do so. Uh, but that was a personal decision. And at the time, I, I'll tell you, my thoughts were more: Hey, I think everybody should come out. If you're in uniform, you should say who you are and stand behind your ideas. But I have uh, to use the politician's speech. 
um, evolved my thinking. Mm, I'll yeah. feel your pain. <laughs> um, and I've, it's because I've gotten a lot of input from people. I, I've hear, I get a lot of feedback from sailors in the fleet. And um, they send me stuff. And they're, you know, I talk to them about it. And I, I want them to publish. And they're just not, not quite ready to. And so some of the things that have come out under the Salty Millennial or on Salty Herald uh, were not written by me. Uh, they were inputs from people in the fleet. I, you know, it could be a little bit different. Uh, you know, with you, you've kind of decided what path you don't want in the Navy. And so, I don't know. I mean, some of these cats might be still holding on to an idea yeah. of, like, well, that's it. being a yeah. lifelong cat. They, and, uh, get, get command. There's ambition. You get yeah, command. You maybe but they want to take command of yeah, a, a, or, a better Navy. Or even enlisted, you know, you want to be a Master Chief. Oh, yeah, and that's, but that's, in a better Navy. Yeah, exactly. But right now, we do have a Navy where you risk that if you come out too strongly as a critic of the organization. Um, I personally uh, will never command a warship. Uh, that's a, that's <laughs> that's probably for the best. Yep. Um, but uh, so I, I guess I just have nothing to lose. I mean, I just uh, that was a little bit of my thinking, and so um, I'm <laughs> Jamie, happy. We've given you command of the USS Titanic. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, command of Naval Station uh, Siberia. <laughs> Siberia. It was yeah. a truce. Yeah. We made a truce. You got it. Yeah. Hey. Oh. Hey. Breaking We're, news, yeah. by the way. Let's. Uh, I'll go ahead and say I am going. I'm going forward. Uh, for the next year, but let's not say where that is. Uh, I'll we'll just uh, we'll just say that uh, if we keep doing the podcast, it'll be from me from a forward location, and I'm not you know not so much for like operational security, just because I want you guys to imagine the coolest place it, it possible, and that's where I'm going. He's stationed on the beach in New Zealand. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. So um, all, all I all I got all I got to do is uh, if it's something that makes you require what I did, which was as a uh, as an O5 to go through the two week make an instant infantryman course in Groppenweir, where I was the only Navy guy and one of the <laughs> oldest officers there. Uh, yeah, good luck with that shit, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nope. If, um, so if, I found out I'm pretty damn good with it with a uh, M4, but when you're the tallest guy in a, in a stack, you're always going to get shot. First. Yeah, you know, <laughs> be that guy. You should just learn to, to uh, duck quickly. So, hey, how tall are you? And tell us about your sperm count and your social security number real quick, yeah. Sal. <laughs> you know, he did give us, if you noticed, he gave us the date he separated from the Navy. So, uh, bum, bum, wrote, wrote that down. Um, Doc's time. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm 800 years. Good luck with that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you also, I, I do want to, <clears throat> you gave a shout out to the Naval Institute. I, uh, I Not too much loving on the Naval Institute, but I will say from my perspective, I, before I started writing as uh, Salty, I was uh, skeptical, I'll say, of um, of the Naval Institute. I'd written with them before. I'd just put stuff in, in their magazine. skeptical of them. Of the, of pers- yeah, so there's a reputation sometimes that they get. Uh, if you read some of the stuff in the magazine, um, be a mouthpiece for uh, senior flag officers or for industry um, – and so if, propaganda. Yeah, and if you if you let yourself believe that, it's it's easy to believe because occasionally you'll see those pieces. Well, if you find the answers and try and put the pieces together after right. the fact, yeah, yeah, confirmation bias. Yeah. So that's kind of what the the trap that I fell into, and this salty millennial thing did not was not some pre organized thing. I mean, you didn't even know I was doing it until after the fact, and then we started talking about a, oh, yeah. a blog and all that. But uh, it wasn't until you did the. Uh... The eat the children. Uh, the oh yeah, that was a, one of my darker ones. The um, don't don't count the suicides <laughs> as yeah. Uh, yeah. A modest but, proposal. That's yeah, what it is. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, oh, God, we, we got to bring that one back, actually. That's a good it's one. It's one of my get, favorites. Not getting any better. Yeah. Um, but uh, so they, they really, I mean, I, I know now a year later, uh, better than anyone, how much, uh, you know, um, space they give uh, people, young people with ideas. I mean, they just let you run. Um, they've, and they've let you, they just keep letting you post stuff. Even I know. I, everyone I, hates you. And I they just, just let it go. I'm, I'm telling you, it's, I'm, I'm just, I'm like, I, I've actually emailed them like, hey, guys. You gotta tell me if you don't want this on their website. I'll like, no, nah, we're, we're good. So, I mean, I I know better than anyone. Um, they are legit. It's I, people have thought before that I was some sort of um, you know, coordinated thing with a, like a, it's like a job that I have with an Naval Institute. Like, they're like, how'd you get this gig? I'm like, that there is no gig. They they were surprised as you were when I, I started emailing. I don't them. have a tin. Yeah. Nobody's issued me a 1099. I'm not being paid a bit. There's yeah. literally no one planning at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Bill Hamlet is awesome. He's the editor-in-chief, and he's yeah. just, I mean, he's he got a vision. The... He's just running with it, and apparently I that fit in there guy. somewhere. <laughs> that poor guy. I'm so, sorry, Bill. Yeah, no, he's, he really is great. It, um, so... so he... Uh, the to... point is, they're, they're, it's, uh, it's authentic. When you run the Naval, the Navy Institute, uh, like, those guys are retired, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a retired captain. Well, that's good. So his and career can't be ruined. No, no, he's he's fine, and he's the editor in chief, so he's not running the. I mean, the, he's got several bosses, um, but he's like. I'm just saying, his career could still be ruined by you. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I could take a lot of people down. Um, Taking you all down with me. <laughs> not with secrets, just with bad writing. <laughs> um, but uh, so hey, <laughs> um, it's been yeah no. So I'm just saying it's uh we've been going for uh, a little while, um. I did want to throw something out. Here's a grenade, and we can talk for a minute. We can talk for however long you want to. So, my night, my evening's open. So uh, okay, uh, I'm, I'm fine. Let's uh, let's just vote. Salamander is giving me a special dispensation to chat. So okay, we'll mine's working a double. So uh, yeah, mine's uh, mine's asleep for a long time. So uh, at this point, I'm only hurting myself in the morning. We're going script uh, club then, guys. Oh my <laughs> god. Yeah, let's just carry this. We'll just, we'll just pack up and go to the strip club and uh, record from there. Oh, my God. That is hilarious, and I love the idea, and I want to do it now. Uh, I was joking. Yeah, I know. That's a great <laughs> idea. Um, okay, you're going to get me not fired, but uh, in the doghouse. So, all right, here it is. Um, topic is uh, Major Matthew Goldstein. Uh, Sal, are you familiar with the name? Matthew Goldstein. Uh, give me some context. Okay, so he's in the news recently. Uh, going to court martial in the army uh, for killing a Taliban bomb maker, um, and he's in the news. Well, he's been in the news for a while now. It, it's happened back in 2010. I think he was brought up on charges. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. To, uh, pretty recently, 2018. I think he uh, was would, went. So the articles I've read, he was in a CIA interview after he was out of the army, and he was talking about the time that he killed a Taliban bomb maker. Uh, it raised some questions, I think, in their minds. There's so there's some scant details here. I don't want to give away kind of my my point of view. Just to say that it it was uh, alleged that uh, the Taliban bomb maker was let go because they didn't have enough proof that he was in fact a bad guy. Um, and then Matthew Goldstein was uh, went after him, uh, killed him, uh, got a couple of buddies to burn his body in a burn pit. Um, and, and it was then, after he gave a TV interview about it that they pursued charges. Yeah, so it was wasn't until he started talking about it. Um, so Which, why would you do a TV interview about that? Yeah, well, because I don't think he they thought he did anything wrong. I, I, he doesn't. Yeah, and and I'm not uh, so 
the army certainly thinks he does. He's on court martial. Now the twist comes in with uh, commander in chief, commander in chief, and his tweets. Um, he's saying that hey, this is ridiculous. I'm going to get personally involved. Uh, he tweeted, um, "Here comes Jimmy getting butthurt." Go <laughs> yeah. ahead. He said, "We train our boys to be killing machines, and then we prosecute them when they kill." And he's going to fix that. Boy, does that hurt Jimmy's feelings. So, I'll tell you. Okay, so Frank and I disagree on this. Um, my, my perspective is uh, we don't train killing machines. Uh, we train people to use their brains, and then uh, they kill if they need to, um, especially officers, and majors, and uh, special forces like a Green Beret. Right. Um, and... You know, and then also, uh, is it appropriate for the president to be getting involved in this case that has not been decided yet? Um, you know, you could talk about, uh, we talked about unlawful command influence before. Right, right. Uh, I'm not even saying that's the most important part of this. Uh, I just think it is, it uh, is unfortunate, uh, that he's issuing guidance, um, via Twitter that we need, we need to interpret. Uh, Do you find that people at this point, at this point in the Trump administration, when he just runs his mouth, I mean, do does it have influence? I mean, he but says that's my lots point. of things. That's my point. If it doesn't have influence, that's even worse. Because I, it we, shouldn't. I don't think. I, I don't believe it does have any influence. He says the, so much things. But stuff. that's terrible. It's the commander in chief. If he goes in and he says, "Hey, I want you to shoot somebody well, if they different. if they throw a rock at you on the border," then as a soldier, you should go. Uh, I just got an order from the most senior person possible. I'm going to follow that order now. Because what if it's rubber bullets? I mean, I'm 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 not a lawyer, but I'm married to one. Ooh. Um, oh, here we go. Oh, doxing. But I I will say this. If the commander-in-chief makes a public statement like that, uh, a good lawyer would would say, oh, yeah, that's yeah. unlawful command influence. Now, it, there's a, there, there are broader issues here, too. First of all, I won't go down a rabbit hole, as you may or may not be aware. I had a huge issue with our military JAG legal system and especially our IG system. Oh, yeah. I think it's broken out of control, and it, it's not fit to purpose. But that's, that's a four-hour discussion for later. You, you've said it's but, been uh, weaponized, I think. It, 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 it is. Yeah. It's absolutely been weaponized. Yeah. I've seen it multiple times used against people. Um, matter of fact, some of the, I call them accidental friends. I won't mention who they are, but uh, you all have probably heard their name. There have been people in the last 10 or 15 years that um, have been absolutely destroyed by the IG process who did nothing wrong. Weak. Personally, professionally, their family life disrupted. I've said it often. Nobody can survive an IG in, uh, infection. Yeah. And I've, I've seen stuff personally with people I know personally too that at, at an early, early JOH and through 04 and 05 that, that I have a hair trigger on that and I pray on it. But, um, on this specific case, I think the army needs to be very careful about the president. It's, uh, there is a guy, I can't remember his name because I'm horrible with names. Uh, I'm great with nicknames, but, uh, normal names are horrible. Anyway, that's why I wrote down Frank. Hey, like, oh, Frank. Right, you got it. Um, the, uh, uh, Which is actually the, a pseudonym. <laughs> there, exactly. There, but, you know, so it's Sal. Um, there is a retired, I believe he's a general, maybe a colonel, I think he's a general, 
that you saw a lot more in, on CNN the previous decade. I haven't seen him for a while. He has, uh, you know, gray hair with a, uh, not a beard, but a goatee type of thing going. Well-known special forces guy from Vietnam. And this was when one of the cases in the late double zeros in Iraq came up. And he, it's funny, everybody at CNN got real quiet because, uh, you know, you, you recognize the look on his face. He talked about one of the things that they did to the Viet Cong that they captured in Vietnam to get what they needed to get from them and, and in very blank, blank terms. Mm. And there have been a lot of people who have shared story like, and I'm sorry, in the heat of the moment, in irregular warfare, this happened in World War II a lot. This happened in every conflict back through time. Um, even inside of modern sensibilities, things happen. And if people are going to bring them up a few years later, do we want to, do we want to do that? Yeah. We want to do that. Um, okay. Let's go to the library. Let's pick all the books out. Um, yeah, if you pick apart also, any memory, war. Memories, memory is weird too. Um, the further you get away from an incident, anytime I tell a story and Mrs. Salamander is there, she, I can't get half a sentence before she corrects it. No, that's not what happened. Um, really? That doesn't, that never happens to us. What? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that memories are funny things. And the further you get away from events, uh, the less accurate they can be. And in situations like this, um, be careful what precedents you're showing. I'm not defending Matthew Goldstein. Uh, yeah, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not either. I'm not, and I'm not condemning, I mean, Frank, I think you fall more on the side of, uh, hey, let's give him some slack. You know, it's. My position was just, when, uh, when you first brought it up, I, I guess I was, as a, as a civilian, I don't worry about, um, you know, your big thing is commander chief says, therefore what happens. As a civilian, I don't, oh. I don't think in those terms necessarily. So when I see, when I see like a Trump tweet, I filter it through my Trump filter and go, all right, well, what is all this saying to yeah, me? Yeah. And so when I read it, like with that one, he said, uh, you know, the killing machines, like that seemed like a, that seemed like speaking Trumpism for, I find this to be grand hypocrisy and that, uh, they're going after this guy for no reason. It's bullshit. And like, that's how I read I, that. Uh, the killing machine thing is just, I mean, he said, you know, I could shoot people on Fifth Avenue and no one would deter me. Like he didn't actually probably. I mean, that he's going to shoot him by on Fifth Avenue. <laughs> I, Probably. I, I do, I do, I do appreciate, um, Salty's reaction, though, to that inartful Trumpism. Um, <laughs> because it, it is, it is true that, um, we are professionals and there's a big problem. And I think I first wrote about this in 2005. Uh, by the way, if, if everybody hasn't read the 1997 book, Stolen Valor mm. by, uh, B.G. Burkett, and I forget his co-author's name, um, uh, because I'm bad with names. Read it about what happened. It's all documented. Uh, that's where the phrase stolen valor came from. Read that book. Anyway, Got it. there is an issue with how modern media and public portray people in the military. And it, it's not what it is. It's not what people are. And having people with a big audience saying we train people to be killing machines, that's not what we're trained to do. That's not who we are. However, um, and I'm willing to be wrong here, I am willing to give 
people a wide berth for an isolated incident that is done when the blood is hot um, yeah, without yeah. totally and completely um, making a public example and spectacle out of somebody. Because, again, if we want to go there, okay. Yeah, and it's really what tough. You're, what you're pulling out. Yeah, and that, that's that's that that uh, review process and the court martial process that is incredibly tough. I mean, that's why that's why they make movies and write books about it, right? You know, because it's so hard to do to get it right, and that's why we're going through this review process in the the Navy and the Marine Corps because it's not it's not been done right recently. And, and when we were discussing this this weekend, we were uh, with a fellow who's in the Army. Yeah, I think yeah. And so uh, he he disagreed. He's like, yeah, they do make us killing machines. We chant, what makes the green grass grow? Blood. Yeah. Well, how do we yeah. get blood? Kill. And yeah, no, and it's part of our culture to do the cadences and everything. But I think what he was missing is that he was trained to think. He was. He knows he is. He knows it. There's a difference between using the cadences uh, to inculcate a certain warrior culture. Um, but we we don't we don't train people to to obviously be, to to be, be killing machines. machines. Yeah. Obviously not. And you can't take them too literally. I know that. Let me, let me run this by the civilian in the house. All right. I use a real world circumstance. All right, take, and I, if I don't want to bead window myself, yep. being that's what we did on mid rats the other day. No, no, this is fine. Um, <laughs> and, uh, anyway, this is a real world situation. Take, take what Matthew Goldstein did. What is more of a war crime? That or this real world circumstance that are you going to court mar- bring me up back on active duty and court martial me for? Um, we're at the end of a few days of TLAM strikes. And we have one TLAM left with a, a interesting type of warhead. What's a TLAM? For a very nice tomahawk. Tomahawk. Oh, okay. Uh, tomahawk. And one of the things that, that TLAM guys like to do is Prove to you how fast they can build a message, send it to you over EHF. You can load it up and you can get it loaded on the missile, primary backup, ready, spare, you know, there you go. Fire, fire, golf too. And the Intel guy comes in and says, hey, 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 look, look, over on this airfield, there's this, um, SAM storage spot that nobody's hit. That would be perfect for this type of warhead. And everybody goes, Hey, how fast can you guys build that mission? Oh, we can do it in 45 minutes. They build a mission. The mission's uploaded. You launch that TLAM. Take out that storage spot. And you know that there's probably three or four schmucks whose job is to guard the front door, sweep the floor, and, you know, do whatever maintainers do. And they were killed in that strike. And that strike was made on a whim because you had one TLAM left in a cell and you had one SAM storage area that hadn't been hit. Was that, Is that some, a legitimate some, target? Well, I don't know. I mean, was it uh, vetted and validated? Who, who approved the strike? Was it your commanding officer? Not yours, but your... Uh, it, was, it was approved, it was approved uh, up the chain. Yeah, so I mean... Uh, you could say, I would say, legitimate military target if uh, it was... Um, if you're being told, like, I, here I are the, all the targets, and they go, fuck it, we still got one left to hit, then yeah. you got one left and to hit. And like you said, the, similar to the blood running hot, you know, in the heat of uh, combat, you're um, firing off uh, several Tomahawk missiles in, an op- in, a, in a larger operation, 
uh, where there are several targets that could be hit. And it sucks, but like, I mean, collateral damage is part of war. Not, I mean, and obviously, no, it, it is. It's, it's, and luckily, you're, we minimize well, it better than we ever have. Absolutely. Here, here's another scenario for you. All right. Uh, there is a very limited operation going on that is a predominantly Navy operation. The Air Force wants to play. What does the Air Force have to bring to play? Well, they've got a couple of B-1s on the ramp with a belly full of, what is that, Mark 81, that's a 750-pound doodaddy. Anyway, um, and they're looking for a target. And they pick it the target. And this is a limited operation that doesn't involve any ground forces. A couple of hundred miles away from the nearest shoreline or facility, there's a barrack. In that barrack are a couple of hundred of conscript army guys. That's where they are billeted. That B-1 comes in in the middle of the night while they're all sleeping and bombs that building into rubble. You kill, what, 50, 100, 150, 250? How does that compare to what Matthew Goldstein did? Well, that's a great, you know. Why, why, why was that, why was that target attacked? Who attacked it? With what? What were the results? And what impact did it have on the larger mission? Well, here's, here's what I would say is what, what Matthew Goldstein did. Allegedly. I'm not, I, allegedly, right? So I'm not, I'm not going to condemn. I would like. Allegedly. I, I, you know, compared to the, the, the two stories that you just gave us, I would like the court martial. To review, if if there's a legitimate case that he committed a war crime, then let's look at it. And if he's if he didn't, and if the court finds that he didn't, then I am more than happy to say that guy. Or, or even if you just give him the benefit of the, of the doubt, hey, he did do something. But you know what? In the context, um, it was reasonable uh, for a soldier to do what he did. Can I, I? I would can, not. Can I tell you his side that I just uh, listened to today? Yeah, sure. So his side was they went in and. Um... You know, they got this, they, they weren't, they couldn't take prisoners. Like, they couldn't, you know, they had no way to, to right. store prisoners. And so, uh, they were to let them go. And, uh, like, once they captured them. So, what he said that they, uh, they Catch let them. and release. So, they, they released. And so, he had, you know, 360 degrees to choose to run. And so, what he did, uh, he and maybe others, but he's not willing to say on camera if there were others or not, but, uh, they picked the one direction that went to rejoining the militants that they were engaging with, and they go, okay, well, if he runs this way, he's going to rejo- rejoin his his whatever, his group. Yeah. And so they, he goes, we set up an ambush. And so he could run any direction. He's like, but he, he ran the direction to rejoin the militants, and so we ambushed him, and we shot him. But so, they, so he's admitting that they, they captured him, released him, and then killed him. Well, they, yeah, he said that they released him, and as long as he was not about to become a combatant again, uh, he would have been fine. But he they, he took the the one gotcha. path gotcha. that led him okay. back to being yeah. a combatant. So made in their minds made him a legitimate target, right? And that's fine. And I mean, hey, if that is the uh, case, that is the theory of the case, and that wins the day. His defense. That's his defense. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I mean, he's talked to a that. lawyer at this point that he said this to case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, there but for the grace of God go I. Right. Well, and, and several years of training, uh, you know, don't put me on the ground in, in Iraq with a rifle. Uh, it would not go well. He will write such a nasty article about it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be super salty. 
Um, but I, yeah, I, I think I think that you know going to going to court and and working out at this stage of the game is probably what needs to be done because it's out there. And you know how how do you clear your name? Oh, you got to go in the court of law. Yeah, um, you really would have been okay if you uh, just hadn't talked about it on ABC or NBC yeah. News or whatever. Like, why would you do that? I mean, I just I want to be clear. I'm not I'm not condemning this guy. Um, I just my my whole thing is the 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 unhelpfulness of yeah, the, the tweet, the commander in chief tweeting his first of all saying basically saying he's innocent and or of of whatever crime he's he's basically saying he he he, he shouldn't be held accountable for any crime because he didn't there's nothing no crime to commit right um, because he's a killing machine um, and and I so that's that's it's just. First of all, the characterization of what we do, and then getting involved in the public space, that implies a certain commander's intent that we then need to interpret, and then I need to, uh, with my subordinates, and then my, my superiors to me, uh, need to translate that into operational orders. And it gets muddled. I mean, it's not just this one instance. The, the, the national security process right now is, I hate to say it, the way that it's functioned is, is basically broken. It's it's the the and National Security Council, um, the this the orders that that come down. It's not really, you don't get orders from the National Security Council, but you know they. Uh, I, I I'll tell you why it's broke. It's because the machine is not being maintained the way it was designed. Yeah, checks and balances. That. The Congress has, in this this long this is. Observational, this is a political, involves both parties. Since the authorization and use of military force after 9-11, Congress has punted on yeah. its constitutional requirements. They didn't do that in Vietnam, the, that's for sure. And I, we declared war. Oh. Nope, nope, nope. no war. Yeah. Well, Korea, though. And, no, no. and I think, I think it's, it's healthy. And I, I don't know how familiar y'all are on my feelings towards America's involvement overseas, but... Um, I don't no, know your feelings. It, you know, I, oh, I, this, this predates my commencement. I'm... I like to call them, I don't know what I am, I'm me, um, but I... If I had a preference, I would put myself in neo-realist portion. Some people would call me an isolationist, yeah. but I'm not. I'm an originalist. Um, I think that we should withdraw all of our operational forces from overseas, bring them CONUS. We should keep some combined joint logistic and training facilities with our allies, but we do not need to be garrisoning the world. We all we need to come home. Well, the Libertarian Party will be have... sending you a membership card shortly. <laughs> yeah, that... No, I, mean, I don't need anything to do with those clowns. They've been breaking my heart my whole life. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think that the, the balance of U.S. Besides some quick reaction forces, the balance of U.S. land power needs to be in the reserves and the National Guard. So, you know, that's going to require a lot nation, of thinking to get people to, uh, to if, buy into if that. The na- if the nation needs to go to war overseas, Congress needs to mobilize, authorize, finance, and the entire nation needs to think about what they're doing more than initial reaction. We should have quick reaction forces to respond to little things here and there, but. If we're going to get involved in a land war in Asia and violate rule number one, um, <laughs> then we need more than authorization to use the military force almost two decades ago. Yeah, yeah. Dumb 
gun in the heat of action in response to the largest terrorist attack at that, at that time in our nation's history. To be so fair, at least, at least then the Congress did vote on on military action, at least uh, for Afghanistan. It, yeah, but it was uh, it, it is what it is. But it's been used since then to get us involved in all sorts of ways, which may be good or may be bad. That's fine, but. I don't think we need a Nero, a neo-imperial army that's only no. held accountable to the chief executive. Well, you I are agree. seeing now um, Congress at least begin to question the uh, AUMF. Uh, and I, I don't. It's, everything's it's, so fucking dishonest now because, like, right now, like I think Democrats question everything Trump does, no matter what, because it's Trump, and Republicans are for it all because it's yeah, Trump. Yeah. And I think as soon as there's a whoever Democrat president, it'll switch again and. Suddenly Republicans will be, what are we right now, we're anti or are we pro? I don't know, like the, the, the Republicans are either anti or pro-war, they used to be pro, I think they're anti now? Well, so and that's, a, that's the funny thing is, you know, if you, if you are kind of on the, along the lines of, um, you know, libertarian for some, or uh, classically conservative, isolationist maybe, uh, whatever you want to call it, um, but if you're kind of against this uh, unending sprawl of AUMF uh, type authorities, um, you you're basically blacklisted. I've I've, I've listened to oh, I can't remember the guy's name that was on Joe Rogan, but uh, he was talking about how he writes about this stuff, and his point of view is not uh, today is not uh, liberal or conservative. It's not Democrat or Republican. It's just uh, I want the the never ending. Uh, we call it the never-ending war. Yeah. Uh, constant the, war for constant Yeah, because soldiers. you've got the AUMF, you got the authorities, and then you've got the military-industrial complex that, that feeds into that. And what you've got is a, is a beast that um, is going to keep growing. I just um, wish we had a general that could speak to us about the military-industrial complex at some point <laughs> in the history of America. The well, <laughs> Apparently, we don't need generals to be talking to us about politics yeah. anymore. Um you know, there's uh, our good old friend Mattis uh, coming out recently. He's been taking a beating, by the way. Mattis has? Mattis has been taking a beating. I would not try to beat Mattis. No, yeah, because he's been so quiet. He won't say anything bad about Trump. So, uh, of course, all the liberals hate him. Media, yeah. You know, but then he comes out recently and he says, uh, you know, I don't think, I think this is a really bad time for military people to be coming out and talking about politics. And so everybody jumped on him. Number one, uh, you know, if he's it's not within wrong. your, he's not okay. So if you're in uniform, you know, you need to make sure you abide by Article 88 or whatever it is. Um, but he's he he was talking about himself. Okay, he's no longer a general. He was a Secretary of Defense, a political appointee, now retired. Thank you. He's it's he 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 was a it's kind of it was very telling to. I mean, I, first of all, I'm a Mattis fan. I think he's a military genius. I like what he what he did with the last uh, NDS. Uh, dynamic force employment. I think it all makes sense. Um, I think it's all underappreciated. But he still identifies as a, quote, military person. Of course he does. You think Mad Dog Mass because he spent a few months as Which a fucking political appointee? He's like, well, I'm not a soldier. Yeah, I'm so a politician. It speaks to why he ended up leaving the job as, as SecDef. I think, you know, his time as a, as a military, as a Marine general, um, uh, and then getting needing a waiver to go into the position so soon, uh, maybe didn't suit him well. For, you, for I that. doubt it did suit him you, well. So you want to you want to hear an, an ironic an ironic point about Mattis? If it's politics? erratic and ironic, yeah. Uh, it depends about how much you like Mattis. Um, yeah. He 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 would be an incredible politician. I 
I had three times that I had parallel play with Maddox. One when he was a one star, one when he was a three star, and one when he was a four star. And I spent my most one-on-one time with him, uh, no small amount, but when he was a one star. And I didn't see him again for almost six years when I ran into him in a hallway at, at CentCom when he was in Marsent. And he was running with his gaggle. I made eye contact, nodded my head, said, good morning, General. And he called me out by my name. He remembered my name of all the things that had happened in all those years and what a minuscule role I had. And he was a one-star. Yeah, making friends and influencing people, man. That's no, a, that's the kind I of, ran, yeah. I ran into him again. I ran into him three years later. Um, and this was while, towards the end of my last deployment to Afghanistan. And I had a mustache that put Jack McCain's deployment mustache to shame. <laughs> that thing and, is out of out of control. Um, out of it's shave that mustache, from across, sailor. From across the room, he came out, called me by name, came over, and shook my hand. He he has a great memory for names. He's got a great personal presence. He he, he is a natural politician, so I understand his desire to stay outside of politics, but. He's a natural politician. Yeah, That's why I, there's a cult of addicts for those that have worked with him. And I think that, uh, uh, first of all, I agree 100%. And I think it's interesting now that, you know, we're, there's this uh, trend of kind of hating on Mattis uh, for people that are that are uh, Trump haters. How did I miss this trend? I know it's 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 picking up. It's, Is it's, it? it's, he's got his book. book. His book came out recently, yeah. and um, uh, because he doesn't shit all over Trump, they're like, oh, what a waste of yeah, a book. Yeah, he refuses to to say anything that bad about him. Exactly. It. And um, that's exactly. But I think I you're going to see that. I need to read it to know him. I know him like. It's it's him. It's him doing what he does so well. If, if by just being quiet, okay, yeah, he's going to take some heat for now. But if you if you fast forward five years, he's he's going to maintain the same Mattis. Uh, you know, um, he might be Secretary aura. of Defense again. They he might be like, yeah, yeah, come out of retirement. He's like, yep. I mean, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Rummy did it twice, right? Uh, he was Secretary of Defense and State, or was he Secretary of Defense for another president too? Yeah. Oh, uh, Reagan. He was Secretary of Defense under Ford first, Ford. and then he came back under. Yeah. Well, um, he, now I I may be in the minority opinion here, but I am a firm believer that the Secretary of Defense should not come from the military. I think it needs to be a politician. Uh, um, I, I listen. I I like Mattis, and is, I agree with you. Well, I mean, somebody that knows how to work the Hill, knows how to work the Senate, because you can have all the best ideas in the world. You could be the world's greatest leader, but if you can't find allies on the Hill and in the Senate, they give you a damn funding line. All you're doing is licking your own ice cream cone, if I can say that on the uh, there's a illustrious podcast. You can't but say that profanity that, here. <laughs> Mind your P's and Q's, sir. I don't even know what the Secretary of Defense <laughs> does, apparently. I guess they just find funding, then? Well, it's, I mean, they're they're trying to get the defense budget. Well, yeah, oh, I, well, I guess if that's all you're really trying to do, then yeah, I you mean, don't really have to have some strategy. They are in the operational chain of command. I would hope so. I would, they that, are. That's the thing. Like, but that's I, different than the Secretary of the Navy, and Secretary of the Air Force. They're not in the operational chain of command. Mm-hmm. So they're all administrative. And also... The, the military, uh, I am also a firm believer that, especially in a representative republic, military decisions have political implications. Yeah, for sure. This has been true from day one, and it's not dirty. 
you know, part of the reason why, you know, there, there's a reason why Lincoln liked Sherman's campaign on Atlanta burning away the peace, because there was no guarantee that Lincoln would be reelected. But when, when Atlanta burned to the ground and Sherman was marching, marching to the sea, that helped push Lincoln over until you didn't have McClellan get elected. You know, so um, I'm going to kiss you on the mouth for just not saying democracy. I'm going to track you down in Virginia, wherever you are, just to kiss you on the mouth for saying representative republic. Sorry, Sorry, go ahead. A republic, if you can keep it. <laughs> republic? Oh, yeah, don't get me started on the evils of democracy. I, I'm, I'm one of those people that thinks the Senate should go back to being appointed by the state. But, hey, yeah, well, uh, that's what the original so point was. You get, find the most state-focused person, and the uh, governor brings it in. Uh, it's good to own land. Yeah, it's good to own land. That sounds like me and Sal can fucking bitch together a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, if, if we're gonna if, if we're gonna pimp other people's podcast too, by the way, sure. Um, Pimping ain't easy. Carden, forget his first name because again, I'm horrible with names. Carden, uh, Tom Carden. Anyway, done a horrible history podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, if you haven't, he he does a great job. He's not a historian, but he reads a lot of them. But he's got a great series of podcasts. That go back and you know, the the King of Kings about the, the the birth of the Persian Empire and it, he talks a bit about the Assyrians that predated the Persians and he brings in all that prehistory through Xenophon up to Alexander the Great. Okay. Um, and, and he just touches on a lot of the, the the politics and stuff in the area. But yeah, after getting through of a couple of his uh, uh Podcast, my dislike of democracy grew even stronger, especially the stuff about Rome and the fall of the Republic. That's, I mean, that's the thing. Like the founders studied all sorts of. Did you say hardcore history or horrible history? Hardcore I think history. Hardcore, hardcore yeah. So Dan Carlin. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, Dan Carlin. Thank Dan Carlin. You. Dan Carlin. So, all right, I'll contact him for uh, royalties on that uh, endorsement there. There you go. <laughs> Twenty-five cents, motherfucker. <laughs> give me a check, cola. Uh, on the dollar. <laughs> okay. So a lot with that Philippine. <laughs> Ooh, I love lumpia. I love lumpia. Um, I don't have any idea where we were going with that, by the way. So mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't. I don't know that it matters. Um, I had a we, I had a large man flip me around and pound my face today, so I don't know where I am. Yeah. So uh, uh, that, that's that's not before sexual, this not current hour that we're in right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, that did that didn't happen to me. Um. I just ran around doing errands today on my day off, and I and I worked. Well, I, worked. I chased I my violence with bourbon. And that's the important thing. Yeah, um, I I chased my my domestic <laughs> mediocrity with uh, bourbon. Are you working again? So, I mean, yeah. You go to work today? No, I I, I did not go to oh, work. Oh, Columbus Day. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was missing it, Bob. <laughs> Actually, we had a. I have, today we had a nice marine came in that works over there. He got yeah. some flowers for his lady. Oh yeah, because yeah. he got in trouble because he did some drinking last night. Cause he had the day off, and oh. she didn't have the day off. She didn't do some drinking. Anyway, it should be fine. Doghouse flowers. He yeah. told you all this. Oh yeah, people tell you all sorts of things. Oh, right. He's a nice fella. He moved from Chicago to North Carolina. And now he's here. I like it. All right, Sal. If you're ever in the St. <laughs> Pete area and you need flowers, uh, you know who to call. Call Frankie Flowers. I'll be pushing up daisies. <laughs> This is uh, this is the, the the strange white life that that we lead. <laughs> um, Sal, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. Well, like we, we've run, uh, we're probably towards the end here. Uh, before we go, is there any parting wisdom or anything else you want to leave us with? 
Oh, geez. Um, I, I don't want anybody to take easy guy say his wisdom. <laughs> Just tell us the meaning no, of life and get a, off the phone. <laughs> so this has been a, been a great hour, guys. I, I, I appreciate it. Hopefully uh, I didn't monologue too much. No, this is exactly what I uh, we were looking for. So. And and I know we plugged it earlier, and I know probably everybody knows where to find you. But go ahead and uh, plug all your 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 things. Yeah, and you tell us your IP IP address. Yeah. I, <laughs> the the joys of uh, having a VPN. The uh, now you can find my rantings back to 2004 over at uh, commandersalamander.blogspot.com. All one word: C D R S A L A M A N D E R. Also, cryptically, that's also my handle on Twitter. We, I spend way too much time there. Um, but, uh, you you we, are we all have our addiction to. I can't keep up with you, man. They, I'll uh, tell you. <laughs> and if you look up while you're on Twitter, uh, or you can find links on my home blog to a variety of ways, be it Midrats, which is the talk show that I do with uh, Eagle One from the blog Eagle Speak that we talked about at the beginning of the show. I think... I'm also on Instagram and Snapchat, though I think the only person I've Snapchatted with has been Phil Ewing. We exchanged Snapchat to the DC Metro. Um, yeah. Oh, wait. And I'm also up on Periscope. But if I come up on Periscope, really? That also comes up. Yeah. No, I, I, last Periscope I did, I was, um, I was driving to my Fortress of Solitude and I, <laughs> Talk about narcissism. I, I put my iPhone, the iPhone holder, put it on the dashboard of my truck as I drove down a road in the middle of nowhere, and I just did stream of consciousness and uh, tried not to run over armadillos. But did yeah, yeah. So I'm even. Did you put your anonymous face on the periscope? Um, I just had that attractive amphibian with the. Uh, um, master and commander had on it. Okay, okay. No, that's no, no, you're really bad at anonymous. You're like, hey, look at me. This is my vehicle. This is where I live. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I one of my vehicles is an F one fifty. That narrows it down to eight hundred thousand four hundred thirty. Are you me, uh, the, uh, <laughs> Frank? Are you salt? Are you commander? I think Salamander? I might be commander Salamander. <laughs> we all have a variety. We are legion, as I am wont to say on occasion. Yeah. We uh we had a, an earlier Sal on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Salvatore uh, Mer- Mercogliano. Wow, um, good job. Merchant, yeah, Ma- Merchant Mariner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. Air. I tried to get him to admit that he was you. He would not do it. Yeah. Ah, hey, I, I like every opportunity to mention this because it's true. Not that I'm trying to pimp my own podcast on Pimpin yours. 90s. However, he, 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 he may have mentioned it on yours as well. We also had... John Conrad and G-Captain on, and both of them brought a fact. Um, and this, you talk about a stain on our Navy outside of the IG and JAG oh, uh, system. Right now, if we had to get supplies, because most troops are going to go by air, but supplies, fuel, and merchant ships across the Europe or across the Pacific, the Navy's plan right now is to, when they go east out of Norfolk or west out of San Diego, floor it and pray. We leave it to the serpentine. Uh, and the merchant, uh, for those that haven't been down at Battery Park in New York City, I'd encourage you to go there to see the Merchant Marine Memorial. 
um, the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of merchant mariners, both U.S. and allies, who gave their life to supply beams, bullets, and bombs. Yep. Um, the fact that, that, that in the next conflict that I don't care whether it's a hypersonic glide missile or somebody's uh, diesel submarine hiding west of Guam, that we're willing to tell our merchant ships, we don't have any way to escort you. Good luck. That's he that's did, yeah. Horrible. He did talk to us a lot yeah. about that. That is a damn shame. Yeah. The uh, the army reconsider. The army was going to divest of its um, army watercraft. Uh, I think those are smaller uh, logistics vessels, but uh, they thought better of it as they realized that that would be pretty important uh, in, a, yeah. in a war in the Pacific. Um, as we keep talking about uh, China being, the, it'll be fine. There's probably not a war going to happen in China. No. Tariffs, tariffs, tariffs. Uh, NBA. Yeah. Uh, all right. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to open up that can yeah, of worms. That's that's good. Yeah, we're yeah, not we'll, going to talk about we'll, the, the NBA. We'll, we'll come back. You. We'll come back. We'll bring you back on for uh, our war with China. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll wait till we to, after we start the war. There you go. Then we yeah. can talk about it more intelligently. How do we how do we win this war? <laughs> Help us. Well, it was great having you on, Sal. Uh, for all the listeners, you know where to find him with his podcast, with his blog. You can find us, of course, at saltyherald.com. You can find yeah. the Salty Millennial and occasionally me, but pretty much not anymore, at Salty Herald on Twitter. You can check out our uh, Navy, uh, our text exchange with the Navy for the Navy's birthday. It was glorious. The Navy's kind of a dick on over text message, but it might just be the way you read it. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you never know. I, I, I thought that. I was fair. I'm pretty much an asshole over text. I can't talk to my stepmother because I think everything I say reads really awful on text message. It does. It does. And I, the things that no come doubt. out of your mouth are also awful. It's true, but I have a bit of a charm with my voice. Just blame autocorrect. That's what I do. <laughs> no, I'm just an asshole. So, but anyway, okay. Salty also- Herald. Yep, saltyherald.com. You can also find us on iTunes. Rate us, review us, love us. Do not give us a rating less than five stars. iTunes, Stitcher, I don't know. The other things. SoundCloud things. Just Google it. Google. Oh, we're on Google. Oh, iHeartMedia. That's a big thing now. Okay. All right. Well. All right. Well, um, until next time, keep it salty. All right. Thanks, Salamander. Cheers.